There are times when it might feel aimless You can't see the places where you belong But you will find that there is a purpose It's been there within you Almost hearing It's like a symphony Just keep listening And pretty soon you'll start To figure out your heart Everyone plays a piece And there are melodies In each one of us Oh, it's Thanks for tuning in to Mother's Yes. I'm Katherine Jenkins, and today I have a question for you. Would you like to learn from a former abortion provider about the inner workings of Planned Parenthood? Well, today I have Katherine Adair to speak with us about her experience at Planned Parenthood, and most importantly, about her experience of God's love and mercy. Welcome, Katherine. Thank you for taking the time to share your powerful message. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I just want to start out by saying that to prepare for this interview, I listened to your testimony on YouTube, and it was so inspirational. So today my goal is to really highlight what I found to be, one, interesting and educational, and two, spiritually moving, to the point that you made me cry when you spoke about Jesus' love and healing power of forgiveness. Well, I'm, I'm certainly sorry I made you cry, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it really is... Um, such a beautiful gift from the Lord uh, to to know that um, His mercy and His forgiveness is available to all of us. Mm, so nice. So so let's begin. So first, I want to ask you to touch upon your background and what first got you into Planned Parenthood. Uh, well, you know, I uh, first I, I grew up in a very liberal family, um, and although we were we were Catholic and we were just Catholic in name only. We didn't, um, I really didn't learn anything about the faith, um, at all. Um, and when I was a young woman, uh, around 19 years old, I became pregnant. And, uh, when I, when I first found out I was pregnant, I was actually excited about it. I, I thought it was amazing that, you know, this baby was, uh, you know, was, was going to be a part of my life. And then I, uh, when I told my mother, um, she very quickly, you know, told me that abortion was uh, my best option, and and uh, that's what she thought I should do. And, and immediately, of course, I thought she, you know, knew what was best for me. And mm-hmm. uh, before I knew it, I was actually at the abortion clinic, and um, I had an abortion. And the the abortion was extremely traumatizing to me um, psychologically and spiritually, mm-hmm. but. I didn't understand that because uh, why I was feeling that way because everybody was telling me that it was the best thing for me and that I would feel relieved and I'd be able to continue on with my life and you know my, I wouldn't have this problem you know mm-hmm. so the way that I handled the trauma of that was to really throw myself into the uh, feminist movement and um, became very pro-choice and I I marched on Washington for you know pro-choice rights and I became a women's studies major at college and, and really just in a way to sort of ease that, that to justify what I had done to, right. to ease that psychological trauma. Right. Uh, 
I threw myself into that world. And so when I graduated from college, I saw that Planned Parenthood was hiring. And um, I really didn't know that much about Planned Parenthood. I just knew I knew them from the feminist movement. So I knew they must be a, uh, you know, a progressive pro-woman organization. And I felt like that was something that I wanted to be a part of. Right. Well, first, thank you so much for sharing that you had an abortion. And do you think that that many other feminists are in that same boat where maybe they're lashing out because they've been hurt in that way, or maybe they've been hurt in me- by men. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I Well, I both of those um, issues are part of the feminist movement. I mean, I can say that I know many former clinic workers who are also post-abortive. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in the clinic, there were many women like myself who were post-abortive. So it it is a way of trying to you know for many women of of trying to justify what they had done. Um, there's a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, right, uh, with women in the feminist movement. Um, like you also touched on, there is um, a lot of there are a lot of women who have you know suffered um, you know abuse or difficulties or you know, rape um, at the hands of men. And, and so feminism gives them a sense of power over themselves. Right. Because I think so, I, I, um, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I feel like once we understand the feminists or you're helping us to understand Planned Parenthood workers, we won't be busy judging them. You know what I mean? We can we can really right. understand them and love them and pray for their conversion. And, and certainly, um, you know, somebody like myself, when I first took the job, I really had absolutely no idea what I was going to be doing. I did not know what I was getting myself into. Uh, they really prey on um, idealistic, you know, college women who want to make a difference in the world, who are, um, you know, want to help people, and they prey on that and make you think that Planned Parenthood is an organization um, that is helping people. Right, right. Just like they say Margaret Sanger was a hero. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And, and of course, you know, interestingly, that uh, Margaret Sanger's philosophies are, you, I really um, did find them uh, in, while I was working at Planned Parenthood, uh, you know, it was probably one of the most racist places I'd ever been mm-hmm. um, for, you know, an organization that, that claims to be all about equality. Right. So next, I want to ask you about your time at Planned Parenthood and focus particularly on how girls were manipulated and coerced into getting abortions. Uh, Well, you know, when I first took the job, like I said earlier, I really didn't know what I was going to be doing. And, you know, it's not as though the first day that you go to work, you're, you know, in the abortion procedure room um, watching an abortion. Mm -hmm. You know, they lead you up to that. You know, at first I was simply checking women into the clinic, I was uh, taking their payment. Um, You know, I had no idea that I had, you know, taken a job at the largest abortion clinic in New England. It was in Boston, Massachusetts. And um, we did abortions all day, every day, Monday through Saturday. That's all we did. Wow. So I didn't know that. Uh, Not that it probably would have made a difference to me at the time, but, um, you know, so, so at any rate, so at first... That's what I was doing. Now, interestingly, when women go to, an, to the abortion clinic, the first thing that they do is pay for their abortion. Mm. So they've already paid for it before they even see 
uh, a counselor who, you know, one might imagine would talk to her about her different options, but that doesn't happen. She's already paid for it. So when she calls and makes the appointment, the the first question she's asked is, you know, when, uh, you know, how far, does she know how far along she is in her pregnancy and how is she going to pay for the abortion? Mm-hmm. You know, these are, they are already being psychologically manipulated into, the, because into, you know, the the person on the other end of the phone is saying, well, you are having this abortion. We're going to schedule you for this abortion. They're not right. scheduling them for counseling. Right. So in other words, they're already being manipulated the first time they pick up the phone. Now, is counseling, was it at the time required by law, or did you guys just do counseling as part of Planned Parenthood? Um, well, in Massachusetts, of course, the laws uh, around abortion are pretty loosey-goosey. There really aren't many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... We, um, there was no particular, I, well, let, I don't know exactly what the law was at the time. Um, th- there was no particular thing we had to say. There was no particular information we had to give her. Mm-hmm. So after I had been, uh, you know, checking women in, and then they said, well, we want to tra- train you as a counselor, which I thought, oh, this is great, because I was thinking I wanted to go into social work. So they trained me as a counselor, and um, I was very surprised at what the counseling actually was because where I thought I was going to be actually doing real counseling, I was really just um, pushing them through for the abortion. Um, you know, they gave us this white lab coat to wear, like we, you know, we wore a stethoscope and we went through their medical history form. I took their blood pressure and their pulse, which, you know, I had absolutely no medical training whatsoever, none. Um, we, the only counseling they got about, their choice about having an abortion was we would say to them, um, now you know that you can continue the pregnancy or you could have an adoption plan. But Mm -hmm. you already know that, right? Right. Something along those lines. So in other words, you know, nobody was asking her why she felt that abortion was the right choice for her. Nobody was asking her, you know, are you safe at home? Is anybody coercing you into this? Mm -hmm. It was just assumed that, you know, this was the choice she was going to make. Right. And, you know, the thing is, you know, people have to understand that when women come in for abortions, you know, they're not, they don't ask a lot of questions. You know, they're nervous, they're ashamed, they're afraid, um, all sorts of emotions that they're going through. Um, but, you know, they really aren't going to, they're, they're not going to sit there and, and uh, ask you, a lot of questions. Right. So, so, um, so that was all the, the choices, options counseling that we really did. Um, then we would describe the abortion procedure to her, and the way that we would describe it is, uh, we would say, you know, the the doctor is going to um, gently extract the contents of your uterus. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. You know, oh, you might feel some pressure, some pulling but you know it's not painful and um and uh you know you know a lot of euphemisms in a abortion clinic you know we never obviously said baby right we never said fetus um it was always a collection of cells pregnancy it was the contents of the uterus it was the product of conception um nothing you can never say anything that would humanize the baby right 
because in order for a woman to go through with a pregnancy, excuse me, with an abortion, you have to, uh, you don't want her to think of her child as a human being. You want her to think of it as a clump of cells. You want her to think of it as a product of conception. If she, if there's any sort of humanity put forth into that, 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 that clump of cells, mm-hmm. then she may not go through with the abortion. Mm-hmm. I now was actually, time, yeah. I was going to say that, that, you know, I, it took me years and years to realize that that's what we were doing. Right, right. Um, you were just blind. Did, you couldn't, yeah, I totally understand. I just didn't see it. I just mm-hmm. didn't see it. Um, you know, it's this strange dynamic where on the one hand, you're, you know, the attitude is she's a grown woman. She can make her own choice. Why should we, you know, ask her questions about why she's making her own choice? She's a grown woman. But on the other hand, well, we don't want to upset her and talk about babies. Right, right. So, you know, let's talk about the product of conception. Mm -hmm. I actually was with someone really special to me, close to me, that that found out she had a miscarriage at her appointment. Um, And even how they spoke to her about the miscarriage did not humanize the child that she lost. So how does that help her with grieving and, you know what I'm saying, when... (laughs) Just, I do. I do because I also experienced a miscarriage when I was older mm-hmm. and the attitude was uh, oh well, you know, you'll get pregnant again. Right. Right. And, and it was, was like, very, oh, we usually yeah. take care of the baby. Like they'll take care of the yeah. baby. Like what are you going to do with the baby? Are you going to throw the right. baby away? Like so it was a big deal which they said most people just let the hosp- hospital take care of it. It's just this whole mentality in yeah. in yeah, it's it's upsetting. It's pervasive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I remember in your testimony, uh, you spoke about the two instances that you remember of an abuser and like with with a young girl that that came in for an abortion. Yeah. Yes. Um, now this actually happened fairly frequently, uh, but the first time that it happened was very shocking to me, and, and the situation was that an older man, I'm thinking he probably in his 40s, mm-hmm. brought in a teenage girl, an underage girl, for an abortion, and the way that, you know, you can sense the situation, it was clear that this was not her parent um, and their interactions with one another, mm-hmm. um, and so... When I questioned my manager about it, I said, you know, I think that this guy is bringing in this girl to get an abortion, and that's not her father. I said, they're, I said they have no, you know, they're being very um, evasive, and they don't have any relationship to one another. And um, I think that he might have gotten her pregnant. Right. And she said to me, she's like, well, just put her through. We can't do anything about, you know, the, their, their situation, meaning the abuse, but at least we can give her the abortion. Right. Well, and geez. it was extremely shocking to me because I really believed that Planned Parenthood was pro-woman. I really believed that they wanted to help women. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand that mentality that she's better off with an abortion than a child, mm. and that they were being complicit in the sexual abuse of this young girl. Right. And it was very troubling to me. And it was, you know, situations like that, that, you know, sort of that little chink starts to happen, you know, where you think, oh, gosh, you know, is this, you know, this isn't, 
is Planned Parenthood not what I thought they were? Right. I remember you, know? you saying women, I thought they were, if it was their choice, you know? Right, exactly. And I, and I, and I, it, so it, it really bothered me. Um, we had other situations, and, and of course, you know, we know now, especially, uh, we know a lot more uh, about Planned Parenthood that this happens all the time. Um, it's, they are complicit in sexual trafficking and sexual abuse, um, and, and the harm that, you know, the abortion hides the abuse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if women are coming in for multiple abortions, uh, you know, they're, they're complicit in that. That's awful. And the other story you told us about the Somalian, I thought that was terrible as well. Oh, yes. Um, gosh, and of course, you know, there are certain patients that women that I'll never forget. Um, and she was one of them because there was, um, you know, a policy that the woman always came into the counseling room alone. You know, she didn't come in with anybody else. Um, and on sometimes we had women who spoke a language that we didn't have an um, interpreter for. So this particular time, this Somalian woman came in, and she came in. She was actually with two or three men. Mm. Um, she came into the counseling room with two men, and I was questioning, why are you, know, why are you allowing these men into the counseling room. She's like, well, my manager said, well, they have to interpret, which I said, okay, that's fine. So at any rate, I was their counselor and I was trying to ask the woman if this is what she wanted because the whole time she was just sitting looking at the floor and the man was who I think was her husband or um, and the other man who was, I think, her uncle or or her brother um, kept saying to me, just give her the abortion, give her the abortion, this is what she wants, this is what she wants. And mm-hmm. I kept saying, well, I need to hear it from her. And she wouldn't speak. You know, she just wouldn't look at me, she wouldn't talk, she wouldn't say anything. And oh, they kept trying so to get sad. her to say it to me, but she wouldn't say it. So obviously this is not what she wanted. Right. So I got my manager again and I said, this woman is clearly being coerced to this abortion. You know, so she came into the room and she talked to the man for a minute and she was just like, oh, she's fine, just put her through. Wow. So and sad. it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It was just heartbreaking to see that because, you know, these men were really bullying, obviously bullying the woman, but also, you know, very, very insistent that this should happen. And, um, you know, you would think in a major city like Boston, you know, you could say, well, we're going to find a, a translator. Right, right. You know, we're going to find somebody. We want to make sure that this is what she wants. Uh, but that's not what they did. They just said, well, we'll just give her the abortion. Mm, she's so tragic. So sad. It is. It's it's tragic. And, you know, these are not uncommon situations. Right. Uh, the attitude of Planned Parenthood is abortion no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, she's here. The doctor's here. She's paid for it. And, again, if you had asked, you know, talked to me when I worked there, I would have said that's absolutely not true. Right. That is absolutely not true. We are not selling abortions. We are not coercing people into abortions. That is not true. Um, Because my blinders were on. Right. And I really wanted to believe that what Planned Parenthood was doing was good. Can can you now tell us about the day that God took off the blinders for you? Oh, of course. Um, This particular day, um, I'd been working at Planned Parenthood for a while, and I had also been trained to be a medical assistant. So I had been in the room during the abortion for thousands of abortions 
uh, first trimester abortions at this point. Um, but we also did second trimester abortions at our clinic. And, and if I remember correctly, we went up to 23 weeks, six days. Mm-hmm. And there were two girls who worked with, there was one doctor who performed them, and there were two girls who worked with him. And on one particular day, one of the girls was out, and I was asked to go back to clean up the room after this second trimester abortion. And so I went, started walking back to the room, and not having been in that room before, I was a little unfamiliar where things were. And so I looked, um, and there was the table where the woman would have been lying, and next to the table uh, you know, the table where she was, was, you know, where she was, was a small table. And on that table was a jar, a big glass jar. And inside that jar were the arms and legs of a baby. Mm. And they were, there was, no, I had seen first trimester abortions. There are legs, there are arms to be sure. Mm-hmm. But something about this, the, they were, beautiful in this they were you know very well developed you know mm-hmm. almost you know uh, you know at 24 weeks you can imagine um you know these beautiful little arms and legs and, and the hands and the, and the little cute feet but they had just been torn away from this baby's body and i just stared at them in, in shock and and mm-hmm. i and i walked out of the room and i i found this girl and i told her and you know, she said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, do you want to talk about it? And I said, you know, no, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I was yeah. so horrified. Right. And, you know, you would think I would have gone running out of there and telling people, screaming that they were, you know, killing babies here. But, you know, I didn't. And I I just, you know, went back to work the next day and the day after that and the day after that. And mm. I just didn't know how to process that, what to do with it. I didn't have anybody to talk to. My entire world was, you know, this pro-choice, pro-abortion world. Um, I didn't know or trust pro-life people. um, And I really couldn't figure out what was different. Like, why was I so horrified by this baby and not by the thousands of others that I'd seen? Right. And so you started to question abortions. It was just the Lord showing me Mm. some, you know, it's like just the scales falling from my eyes and Mm. seeing that these were human beings. These weren't clumps of tissue. These weren't products of conception. These were human beings. And that, that baby had literally been torn apart, Mm. torn apart piece by piece and thrown in the trash. And it just really, um, I, I, I couldn't just uh, push it to the back of my mind anymore, you know. Right, um, right. I just, it was, it was devastating. So how did you get to where you are today from, from that place? Well, you know, a, a, after that, I, I really couldn't go to work anymore like I would go and I would just be angry like angry at the patients like why are you making me do this mm-hmm. you know um, and I decided that but I felt like I couldn't leave see this is the thing I want people to understand when you work there you feel they make you feel like you were part of something so important 
that you're putting your life on the line working for Planned Parenthood. You know, you are part of an incredible sisterhood that can't be broken. Right. You know, you cannot say anything against it or you're betraying the sisterhood. And that's very powerful. Yeah. It's a lot of brainwashing. I was about to say that's very brainwashing. Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot of manipulation, a lot of brainwashing. And so it's very hard to leave. And the way that I left is I said, well, you know what? I'm going to, I decided I want to become a teacher. I said, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get my master's degree in education. I'm going to be a teacher. And that's what I did. So I, I left Planned Parenthood to go to grad school, and then I never talked about it again. Mm. I never told anybody I'd worked there. I never told anybody about my abortion, ever. You know, I, I, I started teaching. I got married. I had two kids. And like I said, I never talked about it. Um, but, you know, it does affect, you know, having an abortion does affect you. It affected my marriage. It affected my ability to bond with my children, mm. uh, you know, not feeling worthy of being a mother or being loved. Mm. Uh, it was very, very hard to bond with them because of that. Um, but when they were, gosh, I guess my daughter was maybe about seven years old. So mm. um, I guess it was about eight years ago. Uh, my husband wanted to start taking them to church. And I really did not want to go to the Catholic Church because I believed that, you know, as as any good feminist will tell you, that, you know, the church hates women, oppresses women, uh, you know, all those things that you hear, and I really believed it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but my husband really wanted to go to the Catholic Church, so I, I said, fine. Um, and seri- the first time we walked into the church, I immediately felt at home. You know, I felt a peacefulness that I hadn't mm-hmm. felt in a, maybe since I was a very little girl. And we, my children loved it. They absolutely loved it. So we started wow. attending Mass, and, um, you know, I was a good Catholic, so I knew that I couldn't receive communion, <laughs> you know, that I had to go to, uh, to confession, and, um, which I was terrified of. I was terrified because I thought, gosh, you know, the horrible things that I've done, I'm going to just be yelled at and, you know, told what a horrible person I am. Um, I was terrified. So, but I really wanted to receive the Eucharist. There was some deep longing I had for Jesus. Wow. That was just, God had just, you know, shown me, you know, that this is what you need. This is, this is what you need. So, so I finally worked up the courage to go to confession and, um, Actually, it took me a few tries <laughs> of going, you know, on a Saturday afternoon and, you know, getting there a little bit too late or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I finally went, and this wonderful holy priest, he said to me, you know, as I'm sobbing and crying, mm-hmm. he said, you know, Catherine, don't you know that God loves you? And I just thought, no. How could he love me? You know, I killed my own child. I participated in the murder of thousands of children. How could he love me? Mm-hmm. And he said to me, you know, that I was to start praying the rosary. And he told me to um, pray the um, luminous mysteries. Luminous mysteries. The fifth one is the institution of the Eucharist. So he told me to pray those. And, of course, I 
didn't really know how to pray the rosary, but my husband did, so we prayed it together, which was beautiful. Mm. Um, and But how he couldn't have known my very deep longing for the Eucharist. And yet these are the mysteries he chose for me to say. Um, and when I was able to receive our Lord, it completely changed my life. Wow. He just gave me this, the love, the mercy, the forgiveness, it, knowing that you're forgiven, despite how, what a, you know, you think that you're a horrible person. You think you can't be forgiven. You think you're a monster. But God loves us, like each one of us, as his child. And, you know, he forgives us. He shows us mercy. He shows us love. And that uh, being able to have that sacramental life is... Um, in turn, when you know that you're loved, you can accept love from other people, too, which was very difficult for me to accept the love from my husband, from my children. Mm. Um, it really changed my marriage, my relationship with my children, uh, my relationship with my parents. Right. Um, it brings you to, you know, when you have that supernatural love of God and the grace of the sacraments, you have a peacefulness right. um, that you can't get any other way. That's so beautiful that the Holy Spirit really drew you in like that. Um, and just as a quick reminder, we're speaking with Catherine Adair. She's a former Planned Parenthood provider uh, who later had this conversion she's telling us about right now. And Catherine, I just want you to um, touch upon with me what, what if there's any listeners who've had an abortion, how they too can go about receiving such healing that you've experienced. Oh, um Thank you for uh, putting that out there because uh, I think fear and shame hold us back mm. uh, from uh, asking the Lord for forgiveness and having that healing. And there are programs available to women all over the country. Uh, there is uh, Project Rachel. There is uh, Rachel's Vineyard. Uh, the Sisters of Life in New York, if you're in that area, also offer beautiful healing retreats uh, for post-abortive women. Um, any diocesan website will have uh, Project Rachel or Rachel's Vineyard um, uh, contacts on their websites. Um, you can also look for Silent No More Awareness, um, which is on the web, which is um, a wonderful ministry to help post-abortive women tell their, give their testimonies, tell their stories, to know that you're not alone, uh, to know that you don't have to live in fear and shame and guilt anymore, mm -hmm. that there are other women that you can connect with and um, there are ministries who will help you. And any priest, you can see any priest to help you through this. And we have our wonderful, uh, loving, holy priests who are there to help us through this. Mm. Thank you so much. Um, and in conclusion, I just want to say that honestly, I've never seen anyone be so courageous um, for you. You you just speak out, and you're, I just think that God has a sense of humor because I can see him now using you to be his kind of feminist. Like, he's using you to empower women like me because when I see you be so bold, it really adds fuel to my fire. Uh, cause, oh, cause, <laughs> thank you. It's, it's, well, it's, you know, to God be the glory because, you know, it's certainly not me. <laughs> <laughs> Because as you know, speaking out uh, about abortion is really scary uh, and can often be discouraging. But you remind me that there's no fear in love. 
That's right. There is no fear in love. And, and you know, you, you will be rejected and you will be hated, as, as Jesus told us. Um, but um, those are the, you know, when that happens with those people, those are the ones we pray for the most. Right. Because they're usually the people that are in the most pain. Right. You're right. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Okay, so thanks to Catherine Adair, we have hope in our prayers for abortion workers that they too could have a change of heart. So Catherine and I are going to say a rosary for the unborn and their parents, but especially today for the clinic workers involved in taking unborn lives. But before we begin, we're going to hear from outside the abortion clinic in Attleboro so we can unite with them in our prayers to shut down the clinic. Good afternoon, listeners of A Mother's Yes. I am Mary Gill, reporting for Radio Cormarie, from across the street from the abortion clinic, four women in Attleboro, Mass., on this Thursday afternoon, the 29th of June, the feast day of Saints Peter and Paul. I have witnessed over seven people entering the clinic this afternoon. One was a nurse. There have been four people exiting the clinic, perhaps from an earlier session. I ask that you pray for these parents who have made the difficult and unfortunate choice to end the life of their child. I ask that you also pray for the doctors and the nurses who are here at the clinic. I wanted to let you know that we have been joined in prayer by Father Shanley from the Sacred Heart Fathers in Fairhaven. There are four of us praying here today. It's great comfort and great community to be together. Again, I thank you for your prayers and your support. This has been Mary Gill, reporting for A Mother's Yes. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day He arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For an increase of faith. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. For an increase of hope. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. For an increase of love. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first luminous mystery is the baptism in the Jordan. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us forgive our us sins. Our sins. Save, Save us from, from the fires, fires of hell. hell. Lead, Lead all, all souls, souls to heaven, heaven. Especially, especially those in most, most need of thy, thy mercy. The second luminous mystery is the wedding at Cana. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. The third luminous mystery is the proclamation of the kingdom of heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, sins. save Save us us from from the fires fires of hell, lead Lead all souls souls to heaven, heaven. especially Especially those those in most need of thy thy mercy. The fourth luminous mystery is the transfiguration of Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive forgive us us our our sins, sins. save Save us from the fires fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy. The fifth luminous mystery is the institution of the Eucharist. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our forgive sins. Forgive us our sins. Save, Save us, us from, from the fires of hell. hell. Lead, Lead all souls to heaven, especially, especially those in most need, need of thy mercy. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so now is the time to talk about Mary. Every show I give a lesson on Mary, um, because here at Radio Comorier, it is run by the Friars of the Immaculate, and it is their mission to spread devotion to Our Lady. And my favorite thing to talk about is Our Lady of Guadalupe, because she is the one who got me into the pro-life movement. Um, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. My, my friend Laura... Hope Smith died from an abortion in 2007. And I started praying to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and she she gave me a change of heart. She really brought me to the faith. And my friend Laura, she died in September, and she, her body went for an autopsy, and she did not get buried until December 12th, the feast day of Our Lady Guadalupe, which is not a coincidence. It was not planned to be on the feast day. Um... Our Lady of Guadalupe got me into the pro-life movement, and she's behind a lot of people in the pro-life movement. And so today we're going to talk about her because she is known as the American Protectress. She's the protectress of the unborn. Um, She appeared in Guadalupe. She appeared in Mexico to a little boy named Juan Diego, and she told him to pick some roses and bring those roses to the local bishop so they can build a cathedral there in her honor. Uh, So he picked the roses that were not indigenous up in the mountains of Mexico, and he brought them to her. I mean, he brought them to the bishop, and as he dropped the flowers onto the ground, there was the image of Our Lady Guadalupe, um, which converted 9 million Aztecs uh, to the faith. But I'll go on to say what what she said to Juan Diego when she appeared to him. She said, I will give all my protection to the people. I am the merciful mother of all mankind. Am I not your fountain of life? She came to Tepeyac to replace Tonanzin, the false mother goddess that was worshipped there. Our Lady of Guadalupe is the mother who protects her children, both born and unborn, from death. So when St. Pope John Paul II dedicated a chapel to Our Lady of Guadalupe next to St. Peter's tomb in the Basilica in Rome, 
he prayed that she would always defend the gift of life. Cardinal John O'Connor said, We commend the pro-life movement of the Archdiocese of New York to the protection and guidance of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for America. Pray for the unborn. So with the title of Protectress of the Unborn, we place under her patronage and protection the pro-life movement and all unborn children. We beg her protection of the mothers of the unborn and the children within their wombs. We ask her to help these mothers to bring their children to birth and to save the souls of those who have been killed by abortions and those who were responsible for them. This has been done on many occasions with the missionary image by an act of consecration. In his Gospel of Life, the Holy Father develops the symbolism of the woman and the red dragon contained in the book of Revelation. So, Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared like the woman clothed in the sun, and in Revelations, there's also this woman clothed with the sun who goes to war with the red dragon. So, in the Bible, it says this great sign of the woman in Revelations 12.1 is accompanied by another sign which appeared in heaven, a great red dragon, in Revelations 12.3, which represents Satan, the personal power of evil, as well as the powers of evil at work in history and opposing the church's mission. Mary thus helps the church to realize that life is always at the center of a great struggle between good and evil, between light and darkness. The dragon wishes to devour the child brought forth. So in Revelations 12.4, it says the dragon wishes to devour the child brought forth. So if this woman clothed in the sun is there to protect that child, she too in Our Lady of Guadalupe, this woman clothed in the sun is also there to protect the child that's going to be devoured by the dragon. So that's why she came to Guadalupe to save children from the Aztecs that were being sacrificed. She saved them from human sacrifice. She comes to us to save children from abortion. And in Revelations, she's saving the child brought forth, her son, from the power of the red dragon. You see, that child brought forth a figure of Christ, who Mary brought forth in the fullness of time, in Galatians 4.4, and whom the church must unceasingly offer to people in every age. But in a way, that child is also a figure of every person, every child, especially every helpless baby whose life is threatened because, as the Council reminds us, by his incarnation, the Son of God has united himself in some fashion with every person. It is precisely in the flesh of every person that Christ continues to reveal himself and to enter into fellowship with us. So that rejection of human life, in whatever form, that rejection takes is really a rejection of Christ because Jesus is in all of us. So in Revelations, when, when that dragon's trying to devour that, that child brought forth, he's trying to devour every child in, in humanity because Jesus is in every single one of them. And the devil hates Jesus. So when we reject human life, we are rejecting Jesus Christ himself. This is the fascinating but also demanding truth which Christ reveals to us and which his church continues untiringly to proclaim. Whoever receives one child in my name receives me, Jesus said in Matthew 18.5. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brethren, 
you did it to me, in Matthew 25, 40. The Holy Father concludes his great encyclical with this prayer to Mary. O Mary, bright dawn of the new world, mother of the living, to you do we entrust the cause of life. Look down, O Mother, upon the vast numbers of babies not allowed to be born, of the poor whose lives are made difficult, of men and women who are victims of brutal violence, of the elderly and the sick killed by indifference or out of misguided mercy. Grant that all who believe in your Son may proclaim the gospel of life with honesty and love to the people of our time. Obtain for them the grace to accept that gospel as a gift ever new, the joy of celebrating it with gratitude throughout their lives, and the courage to bear witness to it resolutely in order to build together with all people of goodwill the civilization of truth and love to the praise and glory of God, the creator and lover of life. Amen. So thanks to Catherine Adair, we have hope in our prayers for abortion workers that they too can have a change of the heart. So thank you for tuning in today to hear from Catherine Adair about her experience working for Planned Parenthood and for her conversion of heart. And for future shows, you can listen to Mother's Yes on Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at 9 every other week. And on alternating weeks, we have Love Will End Abortion um, put out by Stations of the Cross Radio based out of New York. Uh, And they will give us some pro-life episodes for us. And for past shows, you can go to WPMW.org wpmw.org and click to podcast and we're also on iTunes Um, but until then remember that there is no fear in love I'm Catherine Jenkins your host of A Mother's Yes here on Radio Cormorier Listening, and pretty soon you'll start to figure out.